0: All right, you can be seated. (laughs) So, as Jonathan alluded to, we are going to have a little bit of a different type of chapel, which I don't know, it kind of is something that we want to become the norm, really. Um, But we always express things in different ways, right? So, it's okay to change it up, put the speaking first or last or in the middle or uh, have different order of service. I hope that doesn't freak anybody out. Uh, that's something I think that's really important. We talk about this in our worship leading classes, the importance of being creative in our services and not kind of putting together a little formula that we think that always works because the power of the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God likes to move and change and do things differently. Somebody say amen to that. So I don't know, we get bored and we kind of kind of push him out of the picture when we, we think that we have it all figured out. Uh, so my my natural personality is kind of A-type Organizer, I liked, you know, like outlines and lists and stuff like that. Uh, anybody can relate to that in this room. There's a few of you maybe organized more. Um, but I realized that God is not like me only. Uh, he is. He does reveal himself as a rock, right? He reveals himself as a rock, a solid foundation. That's kind of that organized, like always the same type person. But then he also reveals himself through the spirit of God as a wind, So you have that beautiful balance of the rock and the wind. And so my personality had to adjust and is still adjusting to his personality, to his characteristics, so that my natural bent, my natural go-to is the rock side of God. But just because I understand him that way, I need to understand that he's more than that and that he moves in rock ways and he moves in wind ways. And so maybe you're more of a wind type of person, and you need to remember that he also is the rock, right? And so we need to adjust, and, and we need to be able to adjust our services to uh, move in that way as well, which to me means that the Spirit of God is moving in the planning of the services before the service, but he's also moving in the service, and he might change the plan, heaven forbid, uh, just to see if, hey, are you listening, are you paying attention, Those types of things. So I wanted to share a couple things with you. Um, I know there's probably some of you who don't even know me. Because if you're a sophomore or a freshman, you know, last year you might not have seen me. We had masks on. Um, So my name is Jeff Dio. Uh, I do have the privilege of being, I guess we're calling it a co-chaplain with Josh Edmond. And get to work with uh, Jonathan Thomas and the rest of the, the crew, the team that helps pour into this space. Uh, this, is a passionate, uh, this is a passion of mine to see God move in not just the musicians in our uh, school, but in every person at North Central University. So I do teach in the College of Fine Arts, but my passion lies there and in here with all of our students, and I just want to see the power of God move in our lives. Not so we can go, ooh, wow, but that's just because what the Bible says that he wants to do. He wants to move in us and through us, and so we want to see that, and we want to allow for space to, for those things to happen. I also recognize today that there are more and more students here at North Central who Uh, didn't necessarily grow up with uh, what we're going to talk about today, the moving of the Spirit of God, the gifts of the Spirit of God. And if so, you're just like me, because I did not grow up that way either. Uh, Didn't know anything about the gifts of the Spirit. um, Didn't know much about the Holy Spirit. Uh, we've kind of felt like God and Jesus were enough. But Jesus himself said, I've got to go so that I can send the Spirit to help us. You know, if you've heard me preach before, you know I like to say things like, you know, there's two sides of the gospel. There's the forgiveness of our sins through the blood of Jesus, which starts it all. Man, that's the foundation. right? He forgives us of our past. And then he gives us the Spirit to empower us for our future as well. So there's this beautiful reconciliation that God provides for us through the blood of Jesus and the power of the Spirit in our lives. So we depend on uh, all of God for those things. I did want to show, just because there are some of you who may not know me, I do want to show a picture of my family. Uh, This is my family here. Some of you guys know I have uh, my oldest son, Roman, is here as a freshman. Um, So I don't know. I don't see him here today, so we'll talk about that later. But... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he told me he's already got all of his credits, though. So, you know, why would you come to chapel if you have your credits already, right? I mean, what can? Anyways, yeah. That's, <laughs> anyways, that's my family, my wife, Martha. Man, we're going to be celebrating 30 years in May. Come on, somebody. <clears throat> and then Evan uh, will likely be here next year. He's our senior in high school. And then Channing and Clara. Uh, one other thing I want to say before we get into the day is... Um, and I'm excited because... Uh, the Lord has just put a lot of stuff in my heart. I know He's put a lot of things in your heart as well. And I, uh, I'm excited because I just finished this life work. Uh, this is a book called Spark. And I think we have a picture there on the screen that this just came out last week. Um, This is, it's mostly a, it says a comprehensive worship leadership handbook. But the very first line says, I don't want to teach you how to lead worship. I want to teach you how to spark culture, the kingdom culture right? So yes, you do as a worship leader, we want you to be good at leading worship, but the purpose of being good at leading worship is to build the kingdom culture, build the culture of the kingdom in the church, in the body of Christ. And so if you know a musician or you just love uh, the body of Christ and what God's doing in the church and you have a passion uh, for those things, man, maybe that book is for you. But I just am excited about that. That stuff burns within me, and so I'm blessed to be able to be here at North Central. A lot of what is written, probably most of what is written in this book is lessons that I've been learning while I've been here for 12 years at North Central University. So just trying to understand, Lord, what do you want us to do? How do you want us to move? Continually asking those questions, right? We got to never stop asking those questions. What do you want, Lord? What do you want to do today? You know, and that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about some of those things. Um, so, we're going we're gonna to talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, what I'm not going to do today is I'm not actually going to go through and define all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to try to give an exhaustive list of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But we do want to provide space, of course, in all of our gatherings. And you've maybe noticed this, but we want to provide space for the Spirit of God to move. In many churches, I've got to be honest, it feels like we've kind of programmed the Spirit of God out of the service. And that might seem like a pretty bold thing to say, but it feels like we kind of say to God, We've got this, don't worry about it. And He's like, Okay, you've got it. I'm out, you know. And we're saying, no, Lord, we don't want you to leave. We believe you're in the planning, but we also believe that you're in the unscripted, the unplanned moments that will happen, that will happen in our services. So that's what we want. Uh, I wanted to share just to share a few things with you before we actually do what the word of God says. I'm going to take probably 10 or 15 minutes and just share a few things. And then I'm going to invite the worship team up. And we're going to have some space to pray and ask the Lord what he wants to say and what he wants to speak through us. Uh, and then we're going to have some worship time, but then also time to hear uh, if the Lord is speaking through you uh, on the microphone or off the microphone, and we'll get to some of those things. All right, so I want to give you a couple of scriptures real quick. Some of these are familiar, but just want to remind you, Acts 2, 17 and 18 says this. In the last days, God said, I will pour out my spirit upon who? Who? All people, right? Is there anybody in the room part of all people? All right, you're good. All right, it's all people, right? Your sons and daughters will prophesy, and your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams in those days I will pour out my spirit upon all my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. It's powerful. Another scripture for you, Luke 3.16. And this is one I definitely wasn't familiar with growing up. I don't know why I knew John 3.16, but I didn't know Luke 3.16. And it says here, John answered their questions by saying, I baptize you with water, but someone is coming soon, who is greater than I am, so much greater that I'm not even worthy to be his slave and untie the straps of his sandals. He will baptize who? You. You and you and you and me, right? He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. This something that I definitely was not familiar with growing up. But God wants to fill you, wants to baptize you with his spirit. All right. Another scripture I want to share with you, 1 Corinthians 12, 7 through 11. A spiritual gift is given to who? Each of us. Right? So every person, that's one of the things we want to understand in this gathering and really in any gathering of God's people is that it's not just the people on the platform who have been given gifts. It's everybody. And that changes the picture. We'll get to that, all right? A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the, gift, or the spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another and to someone else. The one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages or tongues, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. It's so important for each one of us to realize that, again, it's not just the people up on the platform that have spiritual gifts. Every person in this room has access to a spiritual gift that the Lord has given you. So that's exciting, but there's also a responsibility that comes with that, to move in that gift and to grow in that gift and not just to sit back and let the platform people do all the work. And nor should the platform people hoard all the work and try to do it all for themselves but release it to the people. 1 Corinthians fourteen twenty six 26, summarized here. And some of you maybe have uh, read Dr. Amy Anderson's book, when I think it's When You Come Together, when we come together, something like that. Uh, That book changed my life, even though I can't remember the title. But um, It really just opened up a lot of things and and helped me put to words things that the Spirit had been speaking to my heart. But it it really comes from this little summary verse here, 1 Corinthians 14, 26. Well, my brothers and sisters, let's summarize. When you meet together. Are we meeting together today? (laughs) Yes, we are. (laughs) When you meet together, one will sing, another will teach, another will tell some special revelation God has given, one will speak in tongues, another will interpret what is said, but everything that is done must strengthen all of you. So this is just a picture, not an exhaustive list. Of what might happen in a church gathering. These things are kind of like the expected norms. This is normal stuff, right? We should be seeing these things. Somebody's probably gonna sing, somebody's probably gonna teach, somebody's gonna give some sort of special revelation uh, or prophecy, and someone's gonna probably speak in tongues, and somebody's gonna interpret that message in tongues. And then Other spiritual gifts will happen as well. But this is like the expected norm. If you keep reading a couple verses down, it tells us that up to one or two, or sorry, up to two or three prophecies, up to two or three messages in tongues uh, could happen in every service. So in my math, and I'm not the greatest at math, but I'm thinking that anywhere from zero to six Holy Spirit interruptions just in those two categories could and should be happening in our services. This is like the expected norm. In fact, if anything, Paul is trying to reel in the Corinthians because maybe they were doing even more than that. So, But I don't know if, if, this is, if this type of thing is happening in your church, but a lot of our churches, even in the Assemblies of God, and I know that many of us are not from the Assemblies of God, but even in our Assemblies of God are not moving in these things in our, in our services. So I'm just like, Lord, whatever it says in your word, that's what I want. I just want what it says in your word. And if it says that we should be moving in these things, I want to move in them. Even if I, didn't, I wasn't raised that way, and even if I don't understand, help us understand. Somebody amen to that, right? Help us understand, Lord, right? So, it, I mean, you know, a lot of people, I think a lot of leaders get nervous about this stuff because it can get messy, but it's okay if it gets messy. What if somebody says something they shouldn't say? Hey, I think it's a great opportunity to actually talk about that, And just to say, hey, we don't feel like that was from the Lord, blah, 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 or whatever, or maybe that was selfish, or maybe that wasn't according to the word. It's okay to have a little bit of messy church. Can somebody say amen to that? Like we're gonna we need to grow. We want to grow in the things of the spirit. We don't want to squash the things of the spirit. Say, well, because we're afraid something weird might happen, let's take it all out. That's worse. Which is worse, to have somebody mess up in the spirit or to not have any of the spirit. To me, it's way worse to have none none of the spirit. It could get messy, and that will be okay. We will survive. We'll make it, right? We've got to create a space. One of the things that I teach our students is this analogy of a Navy SEAL, like in our services. Because... It makes sense that if some of this stuff is going to happen during the musical worship portion, that means that the musicians actually have to hold loosely to the plan. And I actually think that every person in leadership should hold loosely to the plan. We have a plan. We believe the Holy Spirit gave us this plan, but we have to hold loosely to it. Well, what if we have three songs planned and we don't get to that third song because the Spirit of God was moving? Will that person who was singing that song be offended and be upset, and I practiced that song, and I worked so hard. I had a guitar solo on that song. Like, what are we going to do? Well, the Spirit of God moved. I think that's really what our goal is, and we can play that song next week or tomorrow or whatever it is, right? We want the Spirit of God to move, and we want to hear from him, so if he wants to bring an interruption, we can get rid of a song. It'll be okay. Or we can not preach the message that we thought we were going to preach. All those things can change depending on what the Spirit of God wants to do. So this, this message, the idea of the Navy SEAL is that, you know, you can imagine if they have a, a plan, let's say to go rescue someone, right? They're going to go rescue somebody, uh, a hostage or some, of some sort. They've got an incredible plan, right? I mean, they're, they're the professionals. They've got a plan to go rescue uh, this hostage. But let me ask you this. How many Navy SEAL missions go exactly according to plan? probably not that many. They have an idea of what's going to happen, but they can't anticipate every single aspect. So the thing that makes a Navy SEAL a Navy SEAL is their ability to adapt. So our leaders need to be able to adapt and let the spirit move where he wants to move, right? Too many people, I mean, think about this. A lot of times we've got our plan, I don't know. Those who plan these services, you understand we use this thing called Planning Center Online, and it has all these orders of service. You know, we've got song, 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 offering, sermon, and all these times and everything that are listed, and that's great. The plan is there. But imagine if the Navy SEALs were more committed to the plan than they were to the mission. Right? We have our plan, and even if it's not going to work to rescue the hostages, we're going to stick to the plan. A lot of ministers and pastors and leaders are, are more stuck to. The, they're more committed to the plan than they are to the mission. The mission is to get people set free in Jesus, whatever it takes. Let's not be more committed to the plan than we are to the mission. So I'm just going to throw up a, a slide with um, the nine gifts. There, there are more gifts uh, in in the Bible, but this is not an exhaustive list. But I'm not going to go through all of them as far as explaining them. I would encourage you. That's one of the things we've got to do in the church as well, is we've got to build mature followers of Christ. And the goal for you as a follower of Christ is not to come to church and and eat the regurgitated word of the preacher. The goal for you is to actually go study these things. So I would encourage you to go study what is a word of wisdom, what is a word of knowledge, what is special faith, what is healing and miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, tongues, interpretation. But all those things and even some more things can go on by the Spirit through the people of God. And you've noticed that we've created a space for that here in chapel. And we said, hey, if you feel like you have a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, if you have a message in tongues, why don't you come to one of our leaders and talk to them and then they can bring you up on the platform at the right time and you could share that through the microphone there could be an opportunity we've had some of those here in this in this room where somebody would just shout out a message in tongues at the right moment like in a down moment or something like that and shout it out so that everybody can hear that would be like a fairly normal thing to do and then somebody moved by the spirit would shout out the interpretation or they would come up to the microphone and share the interpretation but this is the expected norms in our services, that we should see these things happening. Again, it could be messy. It could be a little awkward. What if, what if somebody does a message in tongues and nobody comes to give the interpretation? Well, then we, we do like we did uh, a few weeks ago when Jeff Grinnell gave a message in tongues. And we come up and say, hey, we feel like somebody has the interpretation. And then, hey, Professor Collins stepped up and gave that interpretation, Right? So we just encourage those things. We want to encourage more of that at North Central University. We just want the Spirit to move. We're not looking for weird. We're just looking for the Spirit of God. We're looking for what God wants. And it's not weird. In fact, it's weird if we're not moving in the things of the Spirit. Could somebody say amen to that? Like, that's weird. It's not normal for the church to not move in the gifts of the Spirit. It's weird if we don't do these things. I thought it was weird growing up that people did these things. But it should be the norm. It should be things that we're growing in, right? Four quick things. One, to summarize, the Spirit gives every person a gift to use to build up the body. Number two, pastors and leaders are not the only ones who are expected to hear from God in our services. That means there is, that's exciting because like, wow, we thought the leaders had all the power. Like, Praise God, we don't. In fact, everybody has power. It's a kingdom of priests. That's what we live in this this world today. But that also means that you need to come to chapel. You need to go to your church and bring something. You're not just coming to be fed like little children, spoon-fed, right? You're actually supposed to spend time with God all week and bring something to the gathering, Come on, you may have a prophecy or a message in tongues or you might be used to, to provide healing for someone through the Spirit of God, through you. Number, two, or number three, lay people should come. Lay people, those are the people that maybe are not designated for the platform that day, right? They should come filled up and ready to be used by the Spirit in every gathering. Number four, and the team can come on up post-resurrection gatherings, like this is like after Jesus died and was raised again. These type of gatherings often include, as I mentioned, up to six Holy Spirit interruptions. I mean, it's not a perfect number. It might be seven. It's not like we've sinned if there were seven, but we just want God to move, right? And it is weird if there are never any Holy Spirit interruptions. In our services, That is strange and that should scare us and shock us, according to the word, if we go to church constantly and there are never any Holy Spirit interruptions according to the Bible. So we want to see those things happen. Now, again, some of this stuff is new to some of you. Some of you grew up like this and you're like, amen, let's go, you know. But if you're new to this, I, I was right there with you. It's not something that you have to freak out about. But all we got to do is ask God for help. Can we do that? It's not that hard, right? We can just say, Lord, we don't get it all. We don't understand it all, but we want to. (laughs) We're we're, we're not afraid of you moving. We're not going to stop the moving of the Spirit because we don't understand you. We want you to move, so help us to understand. So can we all stand together? I just want to take, as as the band is kind of playing a little bit, we're going to take just two or three or four minutes. And we actually, and you might need to kind of walk around. This this could be an atmosphere, maybe like a Friday prayer and fasting uh, where we're walking around the room. Maybe you're up here. Maybe you're in the back. Maybe you're in the balcony. But you're trying to hear from the Lord. And you're just going to ask the Lord in this time. You're just going to say, Lord, what do you want to speak through me? He may want to speak to you, but he also may want to speak through you. And let me clarify this. All the moving of the Spirit of God does not have to happen on the microphone, right? You can speak a message in tongues out loud. You can come up here with the prophecy, but you might also feel like you have a word for someone across the aisle. You might want to go up to somebody and say, hey, I feel like I'm supposed to pray for you. I feel like you need healing in your body. And so we may have some moving in that sense too. So not all the moving of the Spirit needs to happen from the platform. So the team is going to lead some singing, but they're also going to create space where you can move and do what the Holy Spirit is saying. So Spirit of God, we come to you and we just say we love you. We want your movement in our gatherings. We want you to move. And we we believe your word that says you like to move through your people. We don't understand it all. We don't get it all. But we receive all that you have for us. And Lord, right now in this moment, we ask each individual person, we ask that you would speak through us. And if you have something that you want us to say from your Spirit, that we would be obedient and bold and courageous to step out and do what you've called us to do and speak what you've called us to speak. So we just pray that you would have your way as we ask, Lord, will you show your people what you want us to do? In Jesus' name.